The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. The drives are cool. While I've got the mood. Your past times consisted of the strange, the twisted and deranged. Hello, welcome to Look at the Adjective. Bonus, tap dancing, Tony Danza, extravaganza, bonanza, buckaroo. We do spoil you. I am the heartbreak mang, John Mack, and I'm joined, as always, by the medium-sized mang kind. Me and Mark Crowver, how are you doing, mate? Good, mate. It's uh, twice this week, a little bonus episode. Can't go wrong with that, can you? Well, this is it. We thought this is one of my favourite. Well, this is it. This is one of my favourite matches of all time, and you haven't seen it. And I thought, since it's sort of pertinent on our timeline in the WWF, mm. sort of around late September, as as we we're coming into October on on the WCW timeline, I thought it'd be interesting to drop this in as a little uh, bonus extravaganza. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's no fireworks, so. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, you have mentioned it, and I've always been intrigued to hear because it's very rare that you ever give any praise to Mr. Shawn Michaels. Um, <laughs> this is true. So yeah. to, for you to have put Shawn Michaels in your possibly top five matches of all time, that was, that was quite a surprise to me. But then I thought to myself, Mick Foley's in it, and he's just absolutely yep. solid gold, so... Exactly. It could only be good, really, can't it? So, yeah, I was looking forward to watching it, actually. So, I thought it'd be better just to watch this match than the whole show. However, there was there was actually a bit in, in, the, in the show as I was watching, sort of like clipping through to try and find the Michaels Foley match that I missed. I completely forgot about it. It was a, an in-ring promo with Pillman, Owen Hart and Steve Austin. Mm. I think this is pre- Pillman and Austin gunfight kind of thing, yeah. um, and it was it was a promo that was for the Survivor Series match, which yeah. spoiler alert we will be watching Survivor Series because it's going to be fucking mint. Yeah, but it was the one where he says uh, if you put an S in front of Hitman, that's yeah. my opinion of Bret Hart, and it had like a Bret Hart at home in Calgary kind of thing on it. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, and then after I'd seen that, but I thought, oh for fuck's sake, we should have watched the show. But yeah, I think there's this a, match... there's a bit of shit on it though, wasn't it? Let's be when you when you looked up and down the card, there wasn't wasn't anything much on it really. Yeah, ninety six WWF, you're always gonna better gonna get a better turd, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, like Cornet versus who was it? Um, Lufario. Lufario. <laughs> Cornet is the biggest overseller I have ever seen in my life, and I've seen Hogan <laughs> versus Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Yeah. He did look like a fat mutant turtle in that outfit, though. <laughs> he likes pizza. <laughs> but um, so we decided to do the sort of promos, didn't we? Yeah, we'll, we'll have a quick scan over the promos. There was a promo each before the world title match. I'm in the bowels of the core state spectrum right now with Paul Bear and Mankind. Paul Bear, you have already led one man to the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Will you make Mankind the next champion tonight? Oh, you hit the nail right on the head right here tonight. My Mankind will be the new World Wrestling Federation Champion. And you know what's so funny about it? The creatures of the night, it was your fault that I did what I did to the Undertaker. And so 
in store for Shawn Michaels. Misery and destiny. You see, I live to make Shawn Michaels miserable. I live to make his click feel the pain that I've known my whole life. You see, Uncle Paul has told me that it's my destiny to hear Shawn Michaels gurgle screams. It's my destiny to hear his liver rupture. It's my destiny to hold my hand aloft, Uncle Paul, and cuddle that heavyweight title. It's destiny. And after that, we'll all have a nice day. We have mankind in the bowels of the building with, with uh, Double K, Kevin Kelly. He's with Paul Bearer, Uncle Paul, as he calls him. What yeah. did you think to uh, to this one? The, the, the first thing I thought was, it's so weird to see what Kevin Kelly once was. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, I love Kevin Kelly, though. He's great. Absolute backstage fodder. He used to just get absolutely ridiculed most of the time. But now he's like one of the one of the sort of finest commentators you'd, you'd ever hear, really, especially on you know, New Japan stuff. He used to be a good I... WWF stuff, though, but what's his face? Fucking Bucky Beaver. What you, you know what I mean? Kevin, uh, Kevin... Uh, Kevin Dunn, yeah. He loved yeah. Michael Cole because he was a serious news reporter. So <laughs> that's why Kevin Kelly, who was a proper wrestling announcer, got yeah. pushed to the sort of backstage segments and stuff, which is a shame. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is controversial or not. I've never been a fan of Paul Bearer. He reminds me of Jimmy Hart a little bit with the way he talks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, and that's about as uh, disrespectful as you can get from me, I think. Um, I get he worked with The Undertaker. I'm not sure if it w- kind of works with Mankind. I mean, it's like, it's almost like they were trying to rehash Undertaker with like the urn and stuff. But, a little bit, yeah. But the the saving grace of the whole thing was Mr. Mick Foley. That guy is an utter, utter genius. Every time I see Mankind, I think that is a raving lunatic who's just escaped from an asylum. Oh, he's, de- he's definitely committed to the cause, isn't he? Definitely. Oh, he's he's absolutely been. I love him. He's one of the, he's one of the best, most underappreciated, under you well, not under like underutilized, but undervalued. I would say. I agree. Yeah. He's just. I love that he, he's saying stuff like mankind. He, he was saying that Michaels is going to feel destiny and misery, and it's his yeah. destiny to cause pain, and he wants to cuddle the WWF title later on in the night. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I love I love that bit where he's like it's my destiny to hear his liver rupture. That was amazing, yeah. Really good. However, when he started saying destiny, all I could think of was Destiny, Dusty Rhodes, Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> We've watched too much WCW. Yeah, we have. Then again, we don't even we don't see enough Dusty, do we? Let's be honest. That guy's a legend. He's, he's pay per view only, sadly. Well, he, he is box office, let's be fair. He is taking to the pay window. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a really d- good deranged promo by by Mick Foley. Yeah, um, it was a classic, classic unhinged mankind. You know, rocking yeah. in his little brown gear. I'm not a yeah. massive fan of the brown gear. I do enjoy the, 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 the tie and the white shirt. Yeah, yeah I, I did as well. But this was the early carnation, incarnation, wasn't it? Yeah, you thought some bearer were. Eh, I get what you're saying. I think he's, he's, he's a gimmick that once you've seen it, you've seen it to a degree. I think he, I think he works with Taker. I just don't know if it works as much with with Mankind. Well, he worked with Taker because Taker was supposed to say 
barely anything, whereas Foley is is infinitely more yeah. talented on the mic than, than than Taker was, and he could he can carry it himself. But I think every time the Undertaker feuds with someone, ninety nine percent of the time it's either about the urn, yeah. or there's like a Paul Bearer turn. It's yeah, it yeah, was the, about the that. Urn always that. gets robbed. Yeah. But I thought I thought I thought it was a decent enough segment. I think doing them doing them in like the little boiler rooms and stuff like that, it it, it works with mankind. I think. I think so, though. That gimmick. Then we get Mr. Michaels, who is clearly off his head on something. (laughs) (laughs) Stumbly. Yeah. I'm right here with Shawn Michaels, the World Wrestling Federation champion. We are moments away from the match where you face Mankind. Mankind spoke earlier, saying that Paul Bearer is leading him to his destiny. But, Sean, everybody in the clique knows that this is your destiny, the World Wrestling Federation title. You know, not since I won the World Wrestling Federation title have I gone out and defended this belt and been really, really nervous, you know? And the reason for that is because I feel like I can out-wrestle anybody in the World Wrestling Federation. But let's face it, I am wrestling the wackiest cat that the World Wrestling Federation has ever, ever seen. If I could go out there and wrestle him, I'd have all the confidence in the world. But you never know where this guy's coming from. So I gotta tell you, I'm a little bit jittery, I'm a little bit nervous, but one way or another, the Heartbreak Kid's gonna do what he always does, and that's find a way to get the job done. Mankind is obviously one of the most unorthodox superstars in the World Wrestling Federation history. You found out a little earlier today on Superstars, uh, could Mankind and Paul Bearer be planning some kind of plot? We've seen Paul Bearer use that casket before, many times with The Undertaker. Now that he's on uh, Mankind's side, this could spell more trouble for you. You know, uh, it's really a politically correct statement unorthodox that's very nice you know this guy is whacked as the day is long and yeah they got casties they're playing mind games with me and believe me if there was a mind up here that you could play with you could get the job done but unfortunately there's not a whole lot upstairs when it comes to Shawn michaels and thank goodness because otherwise i'd really really be in trouble and i'm already nervous enough as it is mankind paul bear one way <laughs> i really don't know how up to this point, I'm about to walk up to the ring, and I've got no idea how it is I'm going to deal with you two. I guess I'll just think on the job, I suppose. All right. Thank you very much. World Wrestling Federation champion, Shawn Michaels. This is with Kevin Kelly again, or Double K, Special K. <laughs> he, he sort of, he was a bit all over the place, wasn't he? Like you said, he, he's probably on Somers or something. He was he was saying that, he, you know, he can out-wrestle anyone in the WWF, fair enough. You know, you should have you should have that confidence. And then he said he was he was he was nervous and he was a little bit. He didn't feel like he was at, you know top of his game because mankind's so unpredictable. And then he said one of the strangest things I've ever heard any world champion say. Well, like, he's basically thick as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he said he said mankind can play all the mind games he wants because there's not a lot of mind to play with. And I'm just like, talk about fucking burying yourself. <laughs> what an odd, odd thing. I'm a fucking idiot, but you know I'm, I'm all right in the ring. <laughs> uh, and he was like, oh, "There's not a lot. There's not a whole lot upstairs when it comes to Shawn Michaels." I think what he was trying to say was that you know you can't mess with him. You can't mess with his head. But he, he just completely botched it. <laughs> completely botched it. I don't know whether right because to me when I was watching, I'm thinking he, he's he's clearly either not had a kip or knowing him, he's on somewhere. But yeah. then he start, when he started saying he was nervous and jumpy and jittery, and I'm thinking, is this him trying to be nervous, yeah. jittery, and jumpy, or is he just shit? <laughs> I think it was shit. shit, to be fair. It was appalling. Is and it, you expect it... him 
to be cocky and confident and doing all that shite razzmatazz and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, no. Well, they, they, they were they were big on Foley at this point, though, weren't they? So I think he's trying to, in a way, he's trying to put over the the threat of Foley. So I always call him Foley for some reason, mankind. But yeah, I think I think that's what he was trying to do. I just don't think he delivered it very well. And it came across like he was, like he, he was, like you say, he was calling himself a thick fucker, which is not great Basically. when you're the world champion. <laughs> See, that was the two promos. The first one built me up, and then I saw that one. I was like, okay. But then I was like, right, let's get to the match. Um, so it's In Your House 10 Mind Games from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 22nd of September, 1996. Behold the face of fear, the mind of madness. Behold the horror that may soon be champion. I am afraid of what I might do, but I don't want to control of my mind. Pray that this man can stop the insanity. Pray for him if he doesn't. Have a nice day. In the theater of the mind, the stage can be treacherous. These performers are enigmas. One is ethereal, the other bizarre. One wears the mask of deception. He exposes the hidden fears in prison within his opponent. Battered egos are his plaything. But this man fears no one. He is the shadow of death. With the stench of betrayal still hanging in the air, the mastermind of its origin may be within his grasp tonight. One will bow when the final curtain falls. If the eyes are the window to the soul, what horrors are locked in the basement of this man's tortured mind? Is his sanity trapped in a maze of madness, or is he a willing soldier in the realm of darkness? In the light there is hope, a champion whose body is virile, whose will is unmatched. In his usual battlefield, he has achieved the highest of honors. But when war begins in the psyche and sanity struggles with lunacy, which will survive? Can the champion continue to live his dream? Or will he awaken in this man's nightmare? We get Mankind with Paul Bearer uh, versus Shawn Michaels with Jose Lothario, fresh off his storming <laughs> victory against Double Duty. Yeah, for the title. So there's a, the Druids, Undertaker's Druids start wheeling a coffin down to the ring, which I thought, all right, okay, see so how this goes. Comes put over how nervous Michaels is when it, it really just was a shit promo or he couldn't be asked, whichever. I love our... Uh, and then all mankind pops up out of the coffin. Yeah. I love his eerie Great music. Entrance. It's really cool, isn't it? Do you know what I like even more than his eerie music? The, the, like the sweet piano melody after he wins. Yeah, like, yeah. That one's good, actually, as well, isn't it? That was a really interesting idea that they did then, because I think that was Foley's idea, to be fair, but yeah. probably, anyway. Yeah. Michael comes down for for a pretty good pop, to be fair to him. Oh, yeah. Massive, yeah. Very, very pro Shawn Michaels crowd. A lot, lot of, you know, mums in the uh, in the corners and, and <laughs> daughters loving it, screaming off the top of the voice. I loving it. You uh, see that woman dressed up as him, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's proper that commitment to the cause, that isn't it? Cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love how just during the entire entrance, mankind's just like rocking in the corner. Yeah, just like sh- you know, 
just proper mental bastard. <laughs> He's just so committed to it. It's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? Well, obviously, as this is one of your favourite matches, as you've said yourself, do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, of course. He gets his in-ring pyro with them little weird little metal yeah. things in. Yeah, JR comes out of a really nice line saying there will be injuries tonight, putting over sort of how mankind yeah. is, which was really nice. I mean, the fucking state of Michael's, as always. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on with him. He's Vince a... is absolutely creaming himself when he comes out. It's Shawn Michaels! What do they they call him? They they have like a like the great they call him like the greatest WWF champion of all time. He he's like the most resilient WWF champion of all time and most all this charismatic like, champion of all time. Yeah, and I mean you did have Hogan. I mean with all due respect to to Shawn Michaels, Hogan was a bit more charismatic. I'm not a Hogan fan. Yeah, but I mean come on. <laughs> I mean his his shtick's a bit old now, but in the eighties, I'm assuming that was like you know. But, Apart from Absolutely his TNA days. Edge, folks, yeah, anyone who likes Hogan's TNA days, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Needs taking out and shooting. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Vince is, is fapping, isn't he, under that commentary desk? He's got a bit. Oh, my God, he's absolutely loving it, and I don't get it. I, I, I never understood his obsession with Shawn Michaels. He was obsessed. Because he was... Maybe he was just wanted to they be. They were having it off of each other, weren't they? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so, for fuck's sake. So it starts as a headlock and shoot off, and Foley uh, wallops him with an elbow. Stomps and thrust punches. Lovely. Nice back body drop. Great big bumping by Michaels. I mean, we love Paige, great bumping heel, but I think mm. Michaels is king of the bumps. Oh, Safe yeah. bumps, to be fair. He, he does some fucking ridiculous bumps. Close line and both over and out. That's a typical Foley spot. That's it's great because he always goes. It. Yeah, it makes no sense. Why would you send yourself over? But it just it sort of puts over how off his head he is and he just has no regard for his own safety. Yeah. He kicks HBK into the rail. There's ECW chance they're in Philadelphia, obviously, and Foley's about. Yeah. So you got to get that shit. And it's going to, if Foley's involved, you, you know it's going to be some sort of hardcore sort of, sort of thing. So he does something which I thought was really quite innovative. And you, at the time, you probably hadn't seen before. He pulls up the mats at ringside and Michael's drop kicks him and the pad covers Foley. So he does two, two Kevin Sullivan-esque double stomps on the covered Foley. <laughs> much, much, much better than Sullivan's, I'm afraid. Oh, the deadly stomp. The deadly stomp after that tree of woeful. <laughs> but he's, he's putting over how Michaels is having to go to that level early because he has no yeah. idea what's coming from this guy because like, he's so unpredictable. It's, it's great. Yeah. The second rope crossbody out onto Foley. He jumps off the steps and rams Foley's head onto the concrete, which yeah, it was yeah. that was nasty, nasty one that. And he's he's having to pull out the big guns early just to try and get this guy down. Double the first five punch. minutes was amazing. It was such a yeah, great pace. Great. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, Foley was hanging with him as well. Yeah. I think I think they both brought out something that you didn't see from either of them. Yeah, in other matches, and that's that's why I like it so much because you saw a side of Michaels you never saw, and Foley yeah, was really vicious, sort of hanging viciousness from Shawn Michaels as well, which was good. Exactly, you never saw it. It was always dead smooth and always you know precise and stuff. 
So he jumps off the steps and, like I said, he rams his head into the concrete. There's a double axe handle, punches and clotheslines by Michaels. There's a slam, a beautiful top rope elbow. All my misgivings about Michaels, I mean, that elbow is just beautiful. He signals for the sweet chin and it's like he's trying to get it done early, which, you know, great psychology because you don't want to draw it out with this guy because this guy could go more insane. Yeah, of course he can, yeah. He uh, fully runs and dives out, and he takes a nasty, nasty bump on his hip. It really does. Yeah. They trade punches and they brawl for a bit. Foley tries like a naked, rear naked choke to get the claw onto him. So he's got mm. him from the back, and he's trying to get the claw in his mouth. Foley really selling Michael's Michael's being a physical threat because usually you wouldn't think Michael's is a physical yeah. wrestler. He's not known for his physicality, but Foley's really putting him over big. He launches HBK out and pulls out uh, the Spanish table. Always a Spanish table. <laughs> Michaels dives over it and takes out Foley, which I thought was a really cool spot because usually them new tables, they have them like shitty sort of glued together little yeah. things that just fall apart at the first sign of anything. Yeah. And then he uh, suplexes Foley. And this is one of my favorite spots of all time. He suplexes Foley and Foley has the wherewithal it's like it's all right taking a full suplex into the steps, but he just leaves out his leg. Yeah, to gets his leg, smashes it against the steps, and it's. I think it's an absolute subtle bit of genius because it sets him up to work the leg. I think it was yeah, brilliant. That that point on, it became a different match, didn't it? It became very methodical after that, which was really yeah, good. It was um, really great. There was a chop block and Foley falls on the coffin. Grabs his leg and slams his knee on the coffin lid, which I thought was a great spot. Uh, the stomps and kicks. He pushes Hebner and Foley starts fighting back. And then there's an utter top-tier dragon screw leg whip on Foley, like almost yeah. like a leg drag. It was fucking amazing. F- face on the steps, is that the one you mean? No, where he's in the ring and he, sorts, he sort of gets his leg and he just whips him. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. An arm drag, but with his leg, it was like he's a dragon screw, but it was oh, it was fucking great. And then he sticks a figure four on him, yeah. And Foley's like pulling himself up and punching him, and and like it reverses it and it breaks. And there's a drop kick to the knee by HBK, Aladdin Malenko, love that. Mm. And he uh, slams the knee and grapevines it. And Perfect says, That's my move. So Marcus is wrestling this match perfectly. <laughs> nice little, <laughs> nice little chip good. in by Perfect. Always nice for perfect on comms, to be fair. Yeah, he's great. Really Gets good. that into a single crab, and uh, Foley gets the ropes. And it's a crucifix into a roll-up for two by Michaels, and Vince screams, absolutely screams, Why are we over? <laughs> his, voice is fucked. his voice must have been fucked at the end of every pay-per-view. Like, he's not... He, there's no way he talks like that normal, is there? He's paying for it now. Have you heard his voice now? He sounds like a creaking door. Yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a desperation guillotine on the top rope by Foley and proceeds to stab his own thigh to <sighs> sort of like wake his leg up, yeah. which I thought was brilliant. Just is. Remember that massive sort of chat we had about nuance in wrestling? Yeah. You get this. Mick Foley is one of the kings of it. Yeah. And you, but you get it instantly. Yeah, you don't have it's, to. It's not, it's not nuance for the, for the sake of nuance. For the it's sake nuance of it. To, it's new ones to further the match or the angle or whatever that he's involved in. So he starts getting a second win then, Foley. And he kicks him and chokes him. 
he slams him on the coffin and then he's still trying to wake his leg up. You can see him every so often just like trying to wake it. his leg up. Yeah. Big knee in the corner, big punches. He starts biting him and he face plants him for two. Back suplex hook spot by Michaels and he and, and then the kick carries on with punches. He's cut off with a boot. Baseball slide through the legs and then face plants Foley, which I thought was a really nice move. He gets slung into the tree of woe, the deadly tree of woe. <laughs> and Foley punches him. You see, the tree, he gets him in the tree of woe and you think, oh God, Kevin Sullivan. But no, Foley makes it look yeah. dangerous. Yeah. He makes everything look dangerous. To be fair. <laughs> he really does. He, drop, he keeps dropping elbows on him in the corner when his head's down. That's and he's awesome. Making Ma- that. Yeah, it's brilliant. But he's making Michaels look like he's fucking the toughest son of a gun on the planet and the most resilient son of a bitch on the planet. Yeah. He he's, he's makes Michaels look like he could hang with any brawler. He makes Michaels look like he could hang in ECW during this match. He just makes Michaels look fucking amazing. There's a big boot and a massive bump out by Michaels. Again, love his bumps. Can't really fault his bumps. Are you loving he his bumps? My... I was loving his bumps. <laughs> he runs at Michaels who moves and then he bumps heavy on heavy as fuck into the steps Foley yeah. drop toe hold head first into the steps that's the bit I was on about yeah that was fucking awesome that that was brilliant it really <laughs> was and he can't he can't suplex Foley in because he's trying to suplex him back in and there's a struggle and HBK's out but he lands on the apron and dodges the oncoming Foley who posts himself it was it was fucking smooth as smooth as silk that, but what it a was. fucking spot! It's like on the bracket, wasn't it? Like not even yeah. on the turn. It's brilliant. Yeah, he finds the most interesting part of the post to post himself on. He's just, he's just. I can't, I can't shower enough praise on McFoley in this match. I think he's just world class. Yeah. His back elbows as a power slam by uh, Michaels. And then the infamous hangman bump by Foley with his head cut in the ropes. Yeah. Which is where, how he lost his ear. Well, he lost he his still ear, wasn't does it? it? Yeah, he still fucking does it, the mad bastard. He's just so committed to it, isn't he? He's just mental, that guy. But Michael tries releasing him because I think Michael's being the uber babyface. He's wanting to get him in the ring kind of thing and win him properly. But, was, uh, but Foley gives him the manable claw. So they're both down. Foley's outside and he gets the claw in again. And HBK slings him into the rail. And fucking old Hugo Savinovich off the Spanish announce table falls off his fucking chair, <laughs> which made me laugh my ass off. <laughs> Hugo Savinovich, <laughs> as if you know his name. <laughs> I do. It was no. Do you know why? Because every time, every in the nineties, Carlos Cabrera, Hugo Savinovich, Spanish announce table, <laughs> without fail. <laughs> Dudes love him. So Michael starts wielding a chair. And uh, Foley punches the chair, and then he's clocked twice with it. HBK then starts doing some absolute top tier regal esque finger work. He like bites yeah. his fingers because he's obviously punched the chair, so now he's going to work his hand. So he bites the fingers and he works his hand. He does the British joint manipulation spot on the fingers whilst kicking him in the gut. Yeah, it's brilliant. He removes the sheath off his hand. <laughs> Have you got any sheaves? <laughs> any prophylactics? prophylactics rubber johnnies. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts stomping his fingers. There's a massive backdrop out to Michaels and he takes another hard fucking pump. Michaels is... No wonder his back was fucked about, you know, 18 months later. Yeah. Foley drops that mint elbow off the apron. Again, not for the sake of it, makes sense. 
Yeah. Michael sells it big, and then there's a swinging neck breaker on the concrete. Mick Foley is one of the best swinging neck breakers. We yeah. saw a swinging neck breaker by Jeff Jarrett the other night. No way near. No way near. No on this level. Absolutely no. fucking top tier. There's the impact there's as well on the concrete. Whew. Exactly. It just adds that little bit more to it, doesn't it? There's a guillotine yeah. leg drop. To, uh, Michael's off the second rope, which was great. Beautiful double arm DDT, better than Moxley's for two. <laughs> well better. Not well even better than Moxley's. Looked, actually looks like it's hurting him. Then there was a pile driver for two. Uh, I thought you might, you might have had a little... It wasn't spiked. It wasn't spiked because he just grabs him by his kex and falls back, right? So there's no jump yeah. to it. But but still, some small gripes. Forgot about that bit. Yeah. He starts lobbing chairs in. <laughs> he can't. He just can't beat him conventionally, so he's losing his fucking mind. Yeah. He opens the coffin and throws Michaels in, and he gets back out. And Michael starts his classic comeback, flying forearm, kip-ups, stomps, slam, crossbody for two. Foley stumbles and crotches Michaels on the top as he's stood on the top rope. Mankind goes to back suplex him off the top, but uh, Michaels reverses him and crossbodies him through the through the Spanish announce table. What a fucking spot that was! Great table spot, that isn't it? Really good. And the best thing is they're using the shit that's already there. They're not going under the ring for any bollocks. They're not bringing their own. I mean, the coffin came out for the entrance. But, you yeah. know, it was there. It's not like, oh, let's go and find a fucking fire extinguisher or a kendo stick. You know, these random kendo yeah. sticks that everyone has underneath a wrestling ring. <laughs> yeah. And J- JR's absolute top tier calling JR's that shit. Great it's all the way through it, though, isn't it? This is, this is like peak JR, well, WF JR. JR was great in previous incarnations in other promotions, but this is, this is where I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, Foley gets a chair and he's back in. He's on the top rope. Michaels uses the other chair as a springboard to drop kick the chair into Foley's face. That was fucking superb, that spot. <laughs> it was it was an amazing desperation spot. He was like, yeah. what else can I do? So I'm just gonna do some fucking mad shit out of the bag. It was fucking phenomenal. But, but it was two. like but that's why it works, because it was like I need to do something out of nowhere. Like not like when you just get it in like five minutes in the start of a match these days. It was like they'd already had a twenty minute war or whatever it was at this point. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And then old uh, big Mang Vader comes down. <laughs> Weirdly. Because I wasn't sure. I didn't think he was affiliated with, with Mankind. But then I remembered, we, you know, he just Michaels fought Michael's. Feud. Yeah, Michael's feud. Because I was like, what the fuck's going on here? So the bell goes. There's a DQ, obviously. Michael's wins by DQ. So he starts doing his fucking classic comeback on Vader. Flying forearm. Vader's out. Bear o'clock's uh, Michael's with the urn and fucking Sid's down. There's four refs down. <laughs> Sid's down. <laughs> fucking Sid. Strangest baby face of the world. Yeah. Foley gets a manable claw, puts him out, and then for fuck's sake, who pops out of the coffin, Mark? Who pops out? Undertaker. <laughs> How the hell did he get in there, by the way? That's some fucking magic shit, that. He looked like a, fal- a little bit of false bottom. Mm. And like another bit where fucking take is probably lying underneath, and then he's probably climbed through the false bottom. That's why there's that big apron thing around the the bottom of the coffin. Uh, uh, yeah, true. But it was still cool as fucking that. When I'm watching that, when I'm like twelve and a half, thirteen, yeah. I'm popping like fucking mental for that. What what <laughs> an absolute yeah! Because you think how's he done that? Is yeah. uh, is David Copperfield about? <laughs> it's fucking superb. To be fair, what it. <laughs> Really good. And he lobs, lobs Foley out and uh, Foley and Bear are scarper. 
What did what did you think? I didn't think the finish took anything away from it. Personally, I thought it was no. I think the crowd all happy. I think it's. I think it, I think it was. You know, obviously, I've never seen this match before, and you'd spoken quite highly about it. And it it definitely definitely lived up to what you'd said. It was it was a side to Shawn Michaels that I'd very rarely seen. Well, um, you'd never seen it until then. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. You know, I've seen it. I've seen him. I've sort of, you know, wars before, like later on in his career when I was, when I was, see, I was of age to watch it, but nothing like, quite like, like Helmsley in a cage and stuff, and yeah, but not, not yeah. quite like this, where it was like there was a wonderful story that was being told in the match, good psychology from both guys at, at, at certain innovation, of, yeah, both working body parts, especially that bit with Michaels and the, the, the hand and stuff like that. That was yeah. really cool. Um, some really standout spots, like you said that that uh, that. Suplex onto the um onto the stairs, yeah. onto the stairs. Oh, the stairs uh, one. Yeah, that was great because that's sort of like only a spot Foley would take at the time, in it. Let's be fair. Yeah. Um, and then he gets dropped toe holding into the fucking face first into him as well. Oh, amazing! Bastard. Just the stuff with the you know the concrete floor, something so simple as that. And then you know the two later ones of the table spot, which was like really organic and felt really like. It felt like it sort of, you'd forgotten about the table because it was quite early on in the match, and it was sort of it wasn't the sort of table spot you'd expecting because it was one of them that was just like it was like last desperation from Shawn Michaels to, to turn the move around. It was brilliant, and again, I think my favourite one in the entire match was that chair spot. You know that sort of springboard off the fucking red chair onto the onto the sweet chair. Yeah, it was that amazing, was brilliant, absolutely amazing. It was a superb match, uh, and I, I, yeah, like you said, I don't think the DQ really hurt it because you were ne- you weren't going to put the belt on mankind, you know. No, but you, but you make him look strong because he's pretty much took Shawn Michaels to the limit more than anyone probably has done, you know, in his title reign. Yeah, yeah, uh, other, other than probably Brett or whoever else. But well, he uh, won it in that our Iron Man match, didn't he? Yeah, so it's sort of like it put over the fact that sh- mankind was like inches away from winning it and it, obviously you, you keep the belt on Shawn Michaels I think I think do they have do they have another match after this do you know what I'm not 100% not that I can recall mm. pay-per-view wise because I think I'm trying to think who he went into feud with next I know he I know he faces Sid somewhere down the line do you know what I'm stumped to be fair mm. so it'd, be, can... it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see if they did have another match because you usually do get another match when there's a DQ, don't you? Or the feud continues at some point. Pretty much, but I think I think this was sort of like a an offshoot in the midst of mankind and uh, Taker. For, uh, Taker, yeah, yeah, because that was the ongoing thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a good point actually. I'm not hundred percent if he goes goes against in the Survivor Series, unless the thing with Michaels is he used to take a lot. Like you wouldn't see him on every pay per view, mm. but. Let me just have a quick check while I'm... Uh, I can always cut this out, can't I? <laughs> Dead air's no good. <laughs> <laughs> the next pay-per-view is Buried Alive. In your house, 11, Buried Alive. I'm guessing that's Take a Foley, then. Yeah, Take a Foley, and that is the main event. Right. So he wasn't on that. Oh, no, he was on the dark match. It's on the dark match? Again. Yeah, the, the thing with the in your house things, they were like shorter pay per views than the big four, so they were like two hour pay per views. They were quite themed pay per views, weren't they? In a way, yeah. So they'd have like the theme match, the it was a buried alive match at the end, take of mankind, and then they'd have two dark matches after 
and it was the Godwins versus the New Rockers. We're glad we don't see that. <laughs> and then uh, Michaels versus Gold Dust for the belt as a dark match. I wouldn't mind Which watching is... that. Yeah, I don't think we can get it though. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but Survivor Series, I'm pretty sure he's in the main event there. Yeah, Sid. He's against Sid. So he fuses Sid, so Sid's obviously turns. Bloody hell. That must be a shocker of a match. Goes 20 minutes and we will be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you reckon? I reckon, yeah, yeah, but you had people like Michaels and Brett who could probably get something out of Sid. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. And there is, yeah, there is some, there is some pith on this uh, Survivor Series card, but Brett Austin, that's all I need to say, right? That's <laughs> all the, that's fair, yeah, good point. So, yeah, you were, so you were quite made up with that match? You thought it was a decent match then? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I can't believe I've never seen it before, to be honest. I mean, it's, I know it's sort of, I was like one at the time or whatever. Yeah, but, it's um, quite an under-the-radar one. It's quite underrated. Not a lot of people like go on about it. Do you think it's because it was a, like a DQ finish? Maybe people don't talk about it as much. Yeah, and I think during that time, Michael's had sort of bigger matches on the bigger cards so like the vader match was quite a, was a bit more you know publicized yeah yeah and stuff like that and obviously he just had the mania match with with brett you know like well, six well better than, that was well better than the weight vader match well better oh yeah of course it was yeah. but it's it's michaels and brett you know there's there's not really much you can go wrong with them no, I, mean, uh, I mean the foley match was well better oh the foley that. match infinitely better than the vader match definitely yeah. Yeah, but because it was on one of the lesser pay per views, people seem gloss it over. They're not as they weren't as well rounded. I think they were cheaper as well. They were they were cheaper than the SummerSlam Rumble Survivor Series and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, Mania, and I think and they were about an hour shorter. I think I think this was only two hours. Which, to be fair, we could probably do with at the moment with the th- three hour flipping WCW pay per view. Uh. <laughs> They're not too bad, though, I guess. We we do see a lot of good stuff at them, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I think this is something, if, if sort of, like, matches that either you've never seen or, like, I've not watched for ages, like, and that get a bit of love pop up, maybe we won't watch the full pay-per-view, but maybe drop in to watch the odd match yeah. here and there. Because, obviously, we're going to be dropping in to watch the odd pay-per-view on yeah. the WWF side of things. But um, I think this is quite a nice little, you know, Thing to drop palette in just cleanser. one match, yeah. Nice palate cleanser. See, because it's it's a fucking great match. It's one of one of my favourites. And I do I'm, think I, um, I do think the WWF's main event scene was well better than WCW's. Oh god, yeah. I mean, your main event, the main event scene, sort of Michaels, Brett, Austin. Austin's getting pushed into that main event yeah. scene. Take a Foley and and Sid. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not the best, but. Better than fucking Hogan's fucking shite, isn't it? And then, then again, the, the War Games was a good, decent main event. But other than that, it's yeah. Been and he's got Savage. He's got Savage at, at Halloween Havoc, and you know, whatever you say about Hogan, I've what that, that sort of matches with Savage when he had the feud, the Mega Powers collide and stuff. Yeah, Savage got shout of him, but that was like eight years. That was a while ago. Previous this, kind of, it? Well, yeah. it was like eight years before this, wasn't it? So you know, we all age. <laughs> And Hogan yeah. was never top tier in the ring anyway. But, you know, I, I always have faith in Savage. Yeah. He usually, usually pulls out of the bag. Even against yeah. the Giant at 4 Brawl, was, was, it wasn't 
dog shit, was it? No, not really. But it's good to uh, it's good to watch uh, one of your sort of all time classic, fa- well, all time favourites. I think it was a very very good match, definitely. Yeah, so we're not really going to do MVP or anything like that. I mean, the MVP of of this match was both of them, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. day, Sid. (laughs) (laughs) Sid or Vader for ruining it. Yeah, Barney goes to Foley for pulling his own hair out and having patches on his hair. That guy is so committed, it's outrageous. (laughs) I know. know, You you can't can't help but love him, can you? Nah, fucking love the geezer. And by all accounts... A top top bloke as well. Yep. So anyway, we will be back on Monday as always with our nitro. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll be dropping more of his little bonus bonanza extravaganza Tony Danzas <laughs> every so often for you. So from me, the big mankind, and in over there, the medium-sized mankind, Dicky Slater. See you later. The preceding podcast gimmick that was paid for by Look at the Adjective.